Howdy. Hello, Emily. Hello, Jennifer. Welcome to the murder show. <laughs> I mean, the murder poop Victorian history show. It really is like the poop and hate on Victorian show. <laughs> <laughs> and in between, sometimes we do a science. <laughs> That is how you know that you're listening to All Things Terror, a weekly, more or less, uh, podcast where we bring you true, terrifying tales from science, history, and true crime. That's Emily. That is Jennifer. Uh, and I've got, I've got a good one for you today. I'm ready. I am going to tell you about the deadliest animals. Um, I hope a platypus is in there because I love them. <laughs> you love platypus? Yes. Platypi? Platypuses? What do you love about platypi? Um, they're definitely one of the most confused creations of all time. <laughs> uh, but also they're just really cute and they're weird. And I imagine when you slap them, it's the sound of when you slap mud. <laughs> I always like that they lay into eggs. Well, there's that too, which is also, again, really cute. It's like a bear duck, like a tiny water bear duck. Like, a, like an otter <laughs> with webbed feet, even more webbed feet than regular otters. And they make the, the weirdest little sounds. Ugh, I just want to watch. Can we not record and just watch platypus videos instead now? I, uh, so I am not a fan of this particularly, but my partner has a Google Home, and so you can say, like, okay, Google, and it'll, you know, set timers or whatever. That's all I use it for, is to set timers. Uh, but I recently learned that it has this function where it has an animal of the day, and so (laughs) that's how I wake up every morning now, is, like... I wake up and I go, okay, Google, stop, because there's a white noise machine, and the white noise machine goes off, and then I go, okay, Google, tell me about the animal of the day, (laughs) and I just, like, (laughs) lay there listening to animal sounds until I'm ready to get up, Uh, and I cannot wait until the platypus is the animal of the day. Speaking of animals, I'm in my little podcasting closet, and two of the three cats just came in and are sitting right next to me, and they're smacking each other in the face like slow motion hitting each other in the face and i'm like you guys have been ignoring me and yourself and each other all day and now i'm doing this and you need to be next to me and fighting and fighting yeah i don't even know if it's fighting it literally is that thing cats do where they like really slowly stick a pile and then just like slap and then like slowly bring it back it's like the hand slap game yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, platypuses and domestic cats. Oh, hey, Felix and the dog. Now uh, it's a whole party the in most... there. <laughs> yeah, they're like, did somebody say animals? <laughs> uh, yeah, they are not the most uh, dangerous animal, although perhaps the most dangerous to Clint's sense of sanity. Uh, for a sterile podcasting environment. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, sharks and wolves are probably when we say the deadliest. And by the way, when I say deadliest, I want to say I'm going through the deadliest animals to humans. Okay. Uh, sh- sharks and wolves uh, probably came to mind. We've got a whole Shark Week thing on television. Uh, sharks and wolves kill on average fewer than 10 people a year. So does your list include insects or reptiles? <laughs> <laughs> and I knew I knew that you were going to say that. Well, you'll have to wait and see. I'm not going to tell you. It's a mosquito. I know it is. I'm not I'm actually not going to have you guess because I think you would guess it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to I'm going to shut up and listen. <laughs> But I will go through some that are perhaps scary or terrifying animals. Um, lions, again, I saw one list said that they kill an annual of 10 to 20 people a year, which is a little bit more than wolves, uh, which surprised me. Uh, but another said 250, and I'm like, that is a huge spread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, a, did someone move the decimal or something? I have no idea, or maybe it's just, like, one year there was a really aggressive lion that got, like, all the extra 200 people. So it was normally 10 to 20, but this one year, so many. Uh, Horses, my nemesis. (laughs) Horses make it on the list, usually. Uh, This one article I read said, quote, the horses are herbivores and usually very gentle with humans. The sheer volume of human-horse interaction leads to around 20 fatal accidents around the world every year. So listen to your writing instructor. <laughs> <laughs> and all I'm going to comment on that is uh, that by the numbers, by sheer data, horses are more deadly than sharks. And I have every right to hate them and distrust them. Yeah, but I bet you a bajillion dollars that mosquitoes are more deadly than horses. <laughs> well, I guess you'll just have to wait and see, won't you? I ha- I have my top five guesses, but I'm going to, like I said, going to shut up and go listen. Okay. Well... That's an interesting coincidence because I'm basically just running through some funny, enjoyable trivia ones. Uh, And then uh, I am actually going to go into more detail with the top four. So when we get there, you can can see if you're right. How about that? Okay. All right. I'm going to write them down while you tell your story. Yeah, do it right now. Clint, don't cut out the sounds of paper. We know how much you hate it. (laughs) This is not us being bad podcasters. This is soundscaping. And then you have to make like... That's the sound of the pencil. (laughs) Okay, it's like... You probably can't hear anything. Okay. You can always hear it when I type. I'm like, surely the mic won't pick this up, and it does. Uh, And... Five is tricky. Well, I just have the top four, so you could do the top four. All right, I have it, and I'm going to take a picture, because pictures are time-stamped, and then we can have a <laughs> a good laugh at my guesses. 
I will die Done. if you get them. You might actually get them. All right. I have it up. We're ready to go. All right. Uh, so after my nemesis, the horses, um, crocodiles, believe it or not, a thousand to forty five hundred people a year. Hmm. That's a that's a bit of a number. That's quite a bit. I did not think that they would do more than like sharks, I thought maybe. But yeah, crocodiles. Weirdly enough, gators on average only one human per year. I knew that. Gators are actually pretty docile. Well, sure, because if they decide they want to kill you it ain't a thing to them. They can just do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, gators are also really creepy. I, I saw them in a bayou in Louisiana and they were just sort of like floating and you just see their eyes and then the eyes would blink and they'd go under the water. It was so creepy. <laughs> They're judging you. They looked at you and be like, mm, I want to pick those shoes. And then they go away. It's mm-hmm. like, I can't even be looking at that anymore. They are just like, ugh, what are they doing here? And then they, like, go underwater until you're gone. (laughs) This place is getting so gentrified. Oh, here comes the third cat, screaming at the door. Uh, so, elephants don't kill as many as crocodiles, uh, but that's still 100 to 500 a year. Shit, that was my number five. Was it? Yep. Oh, that would have been a pretty good guess. Well, the one that surprised me uh, is hippos. I've heard that hippos were really deadly to humans. And, I mean, in Africa where the hippos live, um, that that's true. They do kill humans. But they only kill about 500 a year. Hmm. I thought for sure that, like, crocodiles would not beat hippos um apparently they they're very territorial which again i had heard um their teeth can be 20 feet long i did not realize their feet were that or their feet (laughs) their teeth were that long that's like wow i gotta i mean their teeth are almost the size of the racetrack wide that we were talking about (laughs) in the last episode Wait, now that I say that out loud and you're like, wait, it's as big as a racetrack, I'm like, I've got, this has got to be a typo. I have got to look this up. 20 feet long? How that animal would have to be like the size of a whale? Okay, uh, two feet. Two feet, okay. Well. Two feet. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Hippopotamuses are just all teeth. That having been said, uh, they do have the largest teeth of all land animals, apparently. Uh, which is still, again, not 20 feet. (laughs) What kind of horrible hippo dinosaur did I just create? I don't know, but I don't want to live in that world. (laughs) Oh my god. (sighs) Whoops. Uh, well, at least I caught it. Oh, man. Well, interestingly, uh, there are hippo bones that have been found uh, that have been dated to 160,000 years ago that have knife marks on them. So humans and hippos have been uh, really 
not friends for a long time. They've been going at it. They've been going just, at it. They've just been like permanent fisticuffs. Only, <laughs> only one of us can be the most uh, great manatee-like creature of the land, and it will be me. And then they wrestle over it. Humans are like only we can have two feet long teeth. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine? <laughs> Uh, interestingly, I mean, 500 is not, is not that much. And, you know, they are like cute little land cows. Hippos are adorable. Speaking of cows, uh, and once again, I'm going to read this whole thing, um, because it is hilarious and adorable and I love it. Uh, Oliver, uh, Mcateer of Metro UK, bless you. Um, because in Britain... The deadliest animal in Britain is cows. <laughs> I believe that. Here's I believe here's that. Oliver's article. Quote, the warning signs were there, hidden in plain sight all along. But now it's official. Cows are the most dangerous animals in Britain. Australia has the box jellyfish. The U.S. has bears. And we have Daisy. Figures from the Health and Safety Executive show that 74 people have been killed by the farm animals in the past 15 years. Lone walkers over the age of 50 were among the public majority targeted. All bar one had dogs with them at the time. Other factors include the presence of calves. The Agriculture Industry Advisory Committee has recommended that wherever possible, farmers should avoid keeping cows and calves in fields with public footpaths. End quote. <laughs> So, um, you remember, uh, the, the Oregon Mountain Trail? Oregon the Mountain? game? No, no, no. The, the actual mountains that we live by in oh, New Mexico. Oregon. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, I, I went on the trail one time, and for those of you who have zero experience in New Mexico, they're just like cows. <laughs> Just anywhere, at any given point. Yeah, free free range grazing. And uh, I started going up the trail, and I came across like a group of cows that were definitely just hanging out on like the the actual trail. So I tried to go around them, and they started like following my direction of going around. <sighs> and I just remember going like taking a deep breath, closing my eyes, and I was like, "This is how I die." <laughs> This is it. I I almost died from cows too in Ireland. I I like was walking across a field and I saw this herd of cows and I kind of looked at them and then I was like maybe I should walk the other way and I turned around and they started following me and there was a bull and he started doing like the paw thing. Um my brother <laughs> my brother came up and was like, "Okay, and, like, we were both being really calm. We were like, okay, well, maybe we should go over by this fence. And he's like, yeah, maybe we should. But, like, in our heads, we were just, we were both like, oh, my God, if they stampede, we're dead. Oh, my God, if they stampede, we're dead. And they started, like, getting faster and faster. And we're like, maybe we should walk a little fast. Yeah, but not right. Like, we were being so chill. And then, like, at the last minute, we just sprinted and jumped onto, like, this, like, like, stone fence situation and the bull like ran and almost hit the fence and then was like trying to figure out if he could get up there 
And, like, later after the fact, I was like, I kind of thought there was, like, a good chance we might die. And he was like, yeah, me too. And I was like, what? I was only calm because you seem so chill. And he was like, yeah, same. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess, yes, cows are not not to be trifled with. They're huge. They're, they are, like, 300 pounds. Yeah, and I mean, and like, a- you don't realize just how much of an animal a cow is until you're just right on top of it. Yeah, it's, they are big. Um, so that was funny, but also true. Um, in the U.S., by the way, one of our deadliest animals uh, is the deer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They cause around 50,000 car accidents a year, which is a lot. Um, and that results in around 20 deaths. Also, they can just kick you in the face. Yeah, they, oh my god, seriously. I, I could not, with, where I lived in Colorado last summer, there were a lot of deer, like, along my running route, they'd just be hanging out, and I could not get used to it. Like, one time I was running and didn't realize that there was one in the yard that I was about to run past, and it, like, lifted his head up, and I swear to god, I have never, like, I felt like I jumped out of my body, I gasped so hard. Like, it scared the shit out of me. And it could not have cared less about me. And I was, like, tiptoeing around it, like, please don't paw me, sir. Didn't care. I really like deer. And I've come across them a lot. But, you know, I have a healthy amount of careful around them. Because, you know, they they can beat my ass. <laughs> they're, so, they're so skittish. But when they're relaxed, they are so chill looking. Like, you really, I definitely want to pet them when they're not scaring the shit out of me. Well, I don't. But, I don't. But also you do. I don't pet them, but I do want to. <laughs> On a scale from one to uh, ten, how much do you want to boop the deer? Is ten the most booping and one is like, ew? Yeah, ten is the most booping. Mm, I'd say like a good seven to nine range. How much do I want to boop slash pet a raccoon? 11, 20, 1,000. <laughs> the limit does not exist. I want to pick up a raccoon and just scruff, like, its little fat belly, you know? <laughs> yes. Just rub its belly. Oh, who's the angry kitten? Little little kitten thief. A little, little robber kitten. Look at you with your human hands. They are very cute. They are. And in addition to being cute, they're not on this list. I was going to say. But who else is so, on the list? Who else is on the list? We're, we're getting to the top ten. Uh, top ten, sometimes pretty high up there, are freshwater snails. Really? Tell us about snails. <laughs> so this is mostly in uh, regions that you might call third world or developing or colonized um but uh through a process that i did not write down um snails can pass on this disease called schistosomiasis and it results in 20,000 to 200,000 deaths a year holy crap yeah and that is a really weird spread and again um Basically, from here on out, we're going to get those weird spreads because we're dealing with things that are not in essentially Western or highly developed Asian countries. Um, 
And so the reporting is really weird. Um, the tracking is not as good. Um, and this is also the regions where these diseases pl prolifer pro proliferate. That was that was embarrassing. Perfeter. Yes. So freshwater seals <laughs> should probably be higher up, but I am not going to talk about them. Uh, other animals that make the top 10, assassin, assassin bugs, uh, which cause Chagas disease, kills 10,000 people annually. Uh, tapeworms kill 2,000 annually. Uh, the tsetse fly, <laughs> uh, which is what will give you African sleeping sickness, kills 10,000 people annually. So that is a lot. But that's not... <laughs> That's not the top. Those are not the top killers. The top four are pretty stable. Okay, hold on. Are you ready? Yes, but can I just tell you what my guess for number four is? Yeah, tell me number four. So I put dogs slash pigs. <laughs> dogs slash... Those are different animals. Well, because I, I didn't know what, like, your parameters or rules that you went by, like, depending on how it can make you sick... Like, dogs, if we talk about physical and, like, disease transfer, then they're going to be number four. Um, but if we're only considering, like, uh, giving disease... Giving you a chomp. Yeah, giving you a chomp, then... Uh, or, or if we're, like... Cause, okay, I just want to point out, like, pigs cause a lot of death, like, to... Farmers and through food poisoning and that kind of stuff. But if we're not looking that far into it, my vote is for dogs. You would be correct. Number oh my four god, is dogs! <laughs> I can't believe you did it. <laughs> I I told you you might actually get these. Uh, yeah. So thirty five thousand people a year, uh, which blows my mind. Uh, die from rabies. Yep. Yep. Oh my and god. 90, yes. <laughs> nine, 99% of that is from dog bites. Fucking rabies, man. I well, like I was blown away that 99% of rabies comes from dog bites. Well, I so like for me what I was thinking is like what are creatures that come with a large human population and like I was like, rats? And then I was thinking, like, well, you know, it's been a while since we really had issues with rats being major killers. But then it was like, of course, dogs. We create so many, like, bad <laughs> situations for dogs, like, um, you know, with, with not taking care of dogs the way that we're supposed to, with abandoned animals, with all kinds of situations. Like, this one was an easy one yeah well and it kind of has that thing like they said with horses where humans interact with dogs a lot like i could live in a city and go a good long while without ever seeing a deer uh but i would probably see tons of dogs in that time and they live all over the world deer yeah. don't i don't think <laughs> um i mean i guess there are deer like things everywhere i don't really know do they have deer in europe they I must some type of deer. Hmm. Listeners, do they have deer in Europe? <laughs> <laughs> they gotta. They have all those, like, 
the English hunt, but they're hunting foxes. This is going to bother me. All right, I'll look it up later. Uh, dogs, yeah. So, um, yeah, I like I said, I often associate rabies with raccoons or bats, but nope, uh, dogs. Uh, most of these bites that uh, come from rabid dogs are, again, in colonized nations. And India, weirdly, is a big spike of stray rabid dogs. And also a huge population. A huge population. Lots I of targets. Also... Yeah. <laughs> I love to think that dogs just think of humans as targets. And if you're a stray, you think of it as a meat target. And if you're a pet, you think of it as treat target. <laughs> uh, rabies BT dub is like super bad for people. Um, I, there's something again, from my childhood of just thinking rabies was funny for some reason. I don't know. I felt like in grade school, we were always joking about rabies. Like you're going to foam at the mouth and get smelly because you don't want to take a shower. And that's what rabies was. Well, you know, it's, you know, rabies to me is just as scary as something like Lyme disease. But, you know, having been raised and living where I did, I was outside a lot, and I can't tell you how many times I have been bit by ticks, had ticks in my hair, you know, just going out and being in the woods and doing, you know, wood things, like, to think that that entire time, like, I was, you know, just the one tick, just the one tick could, like, be the gateway to Lyme disease for me, you know? Didn't really become scary until I got much older and I could, like, process (laughs) what that actually means. Yeah, and I think that's how rabies is. I I feel like this is going to be, like, that moment when I was talking about freezing to death and Clint and James are like, no, we were not obsessed with freezing to death as children. What's wrong with you? And I was like, I don't know. I just felt like we talked about this all the time. Um Rabies has the highest kill rate of any disease for humans ever. Only one person has ever lived after contracting rabies um, without vaccination. And that was, I wrote like two years ago and then I looked it up and this happened in 2004. Wow. So that was longer than two years ago. <laughs> Uh, but basically, when you get rabies, the incubation period <clears throat> can take a couple weeks. But uh, if you don't get the vaccinations right away, um, which are a series of vaccinations, they're very intense, um, then you will get rabies and uh, you will die. Unless you are this one person who they gave a shit ton of drugs to and put into a coma and that's how she lived. And it's considered like a medical marvel. Um, It's a really, really fascinating story that I, I can't quite get into here. But uh, I will link to a good little write-up if you guys are curious about the rabes. All right. What's number three? Okay. I hotly debated this one. But number three... So I was thinking, is it spiders or snakes? And... (laughs) Which one? Those are two different animals. I know. I, I, I ultimately went with snakes because there are a shit ton of snakes... And a shit ton of deadly snakes um, scattered across the world. And in particular, I know that <laughs> if you get bit by a snake, even if you can identify the kind of snake that you were bit by, 
the chances of getting the antivenom at a hospital are actually pretty low. So uh, <laughs> it is a high. It is. It is like a really shitty, deadly situation if you get bit, bit by a snake. You. I wish you could see my face right now. You are correct. Number three is snakes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're gonna get the last two for sure. Uh. Yeah, I can't believe that you got this. <laughs> this is incredible. Uh, so snakes. Um, yeah, as you point out, there's a shit ton of snakes in the world. There's like one trillion varieties, uh, which is a real number. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't look up how many different kinds of snakes there are. But um, there's a ton of them. They're venomous. Or they're not all venomous, but there are a lot of venomous ones. And they're sneaky, you know? They're quiet most of the time sometimes they hang out in trees or slither under leaves and shit you know they're not like deer clomping all over with their weird feet um and you and i both spent time in rattlesnake country you know we know to watch out for shadows on hot days or like warm rocks if it's a little cool uh we know to kind of keep our eyes peeled and listen for that sound uh but Surprisingly, within the U.S., uh, rattlesnakes, cobras, the, what are those? Copperheads. Cottonmouth. Cop- yeah. Cop- copperheads. What? Yeah. Yeah. All of them. Okay. All I know. Of them. All it's those... the water snakes. <laughs> it's the water yeah, moccasins. Yeah, the water moccasins. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I grew up in a all... water moccasin country, so. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, in... New Mexico is getting a lot of shout outs today. Uh, our friend Emily was really freaked out about rattlesnakes when we were hiking. And I just told her once, I was like, don't worry about it. Like, if you see or hear a rattlesnake, like, you will be so far down the hill in the other direction before you even realize what's going on. Like, your brain knows that that kills you. So, like, don't even worry about it. Like,. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, you really have to, like, the reason why the rattlesnake rattles is to warn you away. They're not actually, like, pro-aggressive, but water moccasins, no warning, and they are extremely aggressive snakes. They will fuck your shit up. They're the wolf spiders of the snake (laughs) They are. (laughs) That's exactly. (laughs) Wolf spiders are just sitting there, like, doing bicep curls and, like, chugging their protein shakes and be like, what? They are fucking dicks. They are. (laughs) They're just like, what? Come on. They don't even say what. They're just like, I'll fucking fight you. You looking at me? (laughs) They're, like, the kind of guy who, like, at a bar, not even a club, just, like, a bar where everybody's chill like, just sucker punches some other dude in the back of the head. And when everyone turns around to be like, why? Calm down, man. Like, what's going on with you? He's like, fight me! Fight me! Like, <laughs> that is a wolf spider. They are deeply rude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, as far as snakes go, um, within the U.S., the average of number of people killed by snakes is shockingly low um the average is about one person a year in the u.s yeah i bet the highest count is probably in australia it is uh worldwide it's about a hundred thousand a year i did not see where the majority of those come from which is a shame uh there are weirdly australia doesn't feature on this list as much as you'd think it would uh (laughs) 
Australia, I mean, maybe where are you at? You're letting us down. People. I know. <laughs> Australians are like, no, we're just not stupid. <laughs> right. <laughs> we don't poke the animals. We don't poke the animals. Uh, uh, there is, a, you'll like this, I think, uh, a snake that's very venomous. I believe poisonous means that if you eat it, it makes you sick. And venomous means it bites you. So this is a very venomous snake. It's called a saw-scaled viper. It's three feet long, which, as far as snakes go, that's not super big. I mean, it's not super small, but it's right in the middle. Yeah, it's just right. It's right (laughs) for death. Uh, But it rubs its scales together to make a warning sound. Oh, that is so cool. I know. I was like, Jennifer will love this. Like, (laughs) so it makes like a rattlesnake sound, but it's just sort of like rolling its shoulders to do it if snakes had shoulders it's not weird it's it's upper line because it's just i I mean i guess snakes have a vertebra so would that mean that they have like a hundred little shoulders and they just rub all their little shoulders like a centipede i mean i guess that's possible we yeah we really need a scientist (laughs) We really do one day to just come in and go, no, slap the mic out of our hands. Stop. Uh, I am glad that you talked about rattlesnakes, though, because in recent years, there are uh, rattlesnakes that are evolving not to have rattles because humans will kill the snakes. Yeah. And so the rattlesnakes that don't have rattles don't get killed. And so humans, by being more aggressive than they need to, uh, are creating a more deadly snake. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Also, if anybody is not aware of what a rattlesnake sounds like, uh, you can go to, uh, there's this weird little place in Albuquerque, the, like, Rattlesnake Museum. Do you know what I'm talking about? I have not been to the Rattlesnake Museum. Uh, but okay, I feel like I'm I really sorry. missed out on something important. <laughs> you you would love it. It might be worth a uh, a, a trip post COVID. Let me look this up. American International Rattlesnake Museum in Albuquerque. Um, this place it's like this little hole in the wall. It's sort of an old town Albuquerque, and you go in, and, but they have it's like a mini zoo. They have a shit ton of snakes. And there's just, like, you know, they're mostly chilling, but every once in a while they rattle or, like, they have recordings of rattles. And, like, I'm not particularly afraid of snakes. And I went in and I was like, this is interesting. But, like, seeing these snakes close up and, like, hearing the rattles, I left and my body, like, just got so tired like, I didn't realize how much adrenaline and, like, hold, held in fear I had until I left. And then I was just like, oh, my God, what was that? Why am I, why do I feel like I just stopped being stressed? You had a bunch of cortisol so, just r- racing through your system. Yeah. <laughs> That's, oh, this is, like, when I would love to, like, have my unconscious brain be able to have an actual voice could they just be like why the fuck weren't you running out of there what's wrong with you and i'm like but cool it's interesting to see they're like no you dumbass those bite 
We're trying to keep us alive. Those are bad bites. Bad, uh, bad animal. Bad moving stick. Oh, God. All right, Jennifer. I should have, you should have, like, made me wager you something because you've only got two more to go. I mean, I've already won your man, your hand in marriage, so, like, what else am I going to win? <laughs> My hand in divorce. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's number two? Okay, so, again, I was torn between two creatures. Um, the ones I was torn between are jellyfish um, and, and people. <laughs> I don't know if we get to count people in this list. If if we're not qualifying humans or animals, then I'm going to go with jellyfish. But if we do get to qualify, then it's humans. You are so fucking money. It's people. <laughs> oh my god. Then I know number one has to be mosquitoes. It has to be. It, number one is definitely mosquitoes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you got the top four. That's great. <laughs> I was wrong about elephants, so. I, yeah, I am actually kind of surprised that jellyfish are not up there. But I'm guessing that while jellyfish are very poisonous, humans don't encounter them very much. I suppose. I just know that um, a lot of people do are irresponsible when they do encounter jellyfish. And I was like, it seems possible to me that it seems like jellyfish would kill more people a year than sharks right listen you know what i'm gonna google it do a do do a google i don't have a google i'm gonna it's like doing a science but doing a google how many oh shit it says although no one has kept an official fatality record well there you go that's probably why uh between 20 and 40 people die each year from box jellyfish stings just in the philippines Oh, wow. So, they definitely kill more people a year than sharks. How many lives do jellyfish have? What? God damn it. Well, so... I'm sorry. I get so sucked into the Google suggested questions. They are just so dumb. So yeah. I I wonder... I guess that must be a hard... Well, I didn't think about that. That must be a hard number to keep track of. Well, then maybe it would be some fucking, like, killer ants from... South America or some shit. What? Oh, that was also something I was debating. Ants. Yes. Again, I mean, hmm. Yeah, I'm guessing jellyfish. I don't know. But anyway, people, uh, if we're looking at only murders, not wars or, you know, executions or whatever, uh, in 2012, there were 437,000 homicides. So humans are definitely... Killing humans. Well, and then there's but, accidental deaths. <laughs> yeah, and that doesn't that doesn't count and take into account accidental deaths or manslaughters or whatever, um, or letting people die through indifference. Yes, Americans. <clears throat> uh, but man is not the most dangerous game because who is the most dangerous game, Jen? It is mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. They kill ding, so ding, ding. many people. Like, I know, by a long shot. I am so pleased that you guessed it. And now I'm so pleased that I get to talk about why mosquitoes are the number one people killer every year, hands down. 
and that is because they uh, transmit a shit ton of really, really, really bad diseases. Uh, dengue, yellow fever, Zika, malaria, Western and Eastern equine encephalitis, chicken, chicken, I looked up how to say this and I forgot, chikungunya, tularemia, West Nile virus, as well as viruses named for the Barma Forest, Ross River, La Crosse, yes, for La Crosse, Wisconsin, Keystone, Florida, Japan, and St. Louis. Uh, not all of those diseases are deadly, which is good for the 700 million people a year who contract a mosquito-borne illness. Wow. Yeah. Well, and there's also so many mosquitoes. <laughs> so many mosquitoes. And so... They outnumber us. <laughs> oh, handily. Uh, and the other thing that I think is worth noting is I've said a couple times that, like, when we leave you know, developed nations, quote unquote, the tracking gets a lot sketchier and a lot of places where it's warm year round and where mosquitoes, especially with this, these types of diseases are endemic are in those countries. So that could be a low number. Mm. I will say 700 million people a year getting a mosquito borne illness was from 2014 uh, and in 2014, I know that's seven years ago, but bear with me. The world population was 6.5 billion, which means that every year around 10% of the world population of humans gets a mosquito-borne illness. Every year. 10%. They, they truly are the apex predator. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Isn't that wild? <laughs> Of those 700 million people who get a disease, there are over 1 million deaths every year. Yep. Oh, God. Fucking mosquito. You know, it's so funny to me that, like, you know, we're very reasonable when it comes to, like, fearing things that make sense to be afraid of, like snake and giant animal. But then there's, right. like... Tiger. The, yeah. The little fucking innocuous shit, like... Here's a tiny bug that bit me. Oh, now I have Lyme's disease. Or it's like, hmm, you know, I just sat my arm down on this table and then I picked it up and I had this tiny scratch on that arm where I set it down. And, well, now I have bacteria in there and it's eating me alive. You know, it's just like. It's um, so, yeah, it's wild. And, like, I think, like, everybody jokes about, like, oh, mosquito bites so annoying. I'm covered in mosquito bites. But, like. The more I looked into this and thought about it, the more I'm like, how am I still alive? <laughs> so, are you someone who is moose mosquito bite prone? Yes, I am. I am hardcore. I so I didn't didn't have issues with them in New Mexico. Everybody else would get bit. And it's really not bad here, but um when I was living in swampland, <laughs> <laughs> uh definitely was a real problem like i would have to coat myself in something and cover all of my skin with clothing before i went outside because i was just a mosquito magnet that's how i was in louisiana there are different varieties of mosquitoes and i i mean maybe that's what like one kind is more prone to get you than the other Weirdly, when I was in Louisiana, I would get mosquito bites, and it must have just been a variety of mosquito that I wasn't used to, 
they would swell up. I had a couple times where they would get me and it would like puff up yeah. big. And I'm like, if this doesn't go down in like a day, I feel like I have to go to the ER. And it would, but they were they would get like big old things and I've I've never gotten that before I moved there. So it was the striped ones. Do you know the ones I'm talking about? The black and white striped ones? I'd have to see a picture. Zebra-looking assholes. Well, because I know, like, I have seen a type of mosquito that has, like, the little white markings on their legs, but I don't know where you're talking about the striped being. Mm-hmm. I got I striped. The Asian tiger mosquito, perhaps? I don't know. I like how I'm getting all intense about this, and they're like, that's only in Asia. Calm down. Um, striped mosquitoes. U.S. This is a lot of Googling happening. Yeah, it's the Asian tiger. Ooh. Right, let me dick hole. Anyway, let me go grab a computer and look it up. <laughs> well, while this is happening, I will tell you um, that for me, I try to think about okay, what is one million deaths? What is a million people? That's really hard to conceptualize. Um, a million people is about all of Salt Lake City, um, half of Denver, half of Austin. Every year, this is every single year. Um, in the course of looking this up, I found out that Atlanta has 6 million people. Mm. That's. Did you know that Atlanta was that big? Nope. Nope. I had no idea. So, <laughs> uh, one sixth of Atlanta, or everyone who lives in Hawaii. Everyone. Hawaii has about a million people in it. Jesus. So, that whole state every year just wiped out. Yeah. So, uh, the mosquito is coming for all of them. Uh, during mating <laughs> se- season, mosquitoes. And this is where you said there's a lot of them. Quote, outnumber every other animal on Earth except termites and ants. Yeah. That's how many there are. I was going to say, uh, mosquitoes and ants have to be in a close tie, but I guess ants are still winning. Ants are still winning. Uh, except during mating season. And then the mosquitoes take over. Also, by the way, that quote is from Bill Gates's blog. Did you know he had a blog? No, and I didn't know that he was interested in mosquitoes. No. Yeah, he, I, this, the research for this took me down a lot of very interesting little rabbit holes, and, uh, one of them was that Bill Gates has a blog, and, uh, he's just such a little dork. You know, he mostly writes about, like, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation stuff. He's been writing about climate change a lot, because he just got that book. Um, but this mosquito, uh, he did, like, Mosquito Week, because he said, quote, Sharks kill fewer pe- fewer than a dozen people every year, and in the U.S. they get a week dedicated to them on TV every year. Mosquitoes kill 50,000 times as many people, but if there's a TV channel that features Mosquito Week, I haven't heard about it. And then he has this little, like, YouTube video and, like, this promo poster for Mosquito Week. He's like, we're going to have Mosquito Week here on the blog. It's <laughs> adorable. Um... <laughs> He's Why? such a dork. <laughs> I actually love old Bill Gates because he's just he's just a dorky dad. He's always wearing his little Mr. Rogers outfits and, you know, being clueless about pop culture. It's Bill Gates. Anyway, uh, Bill Gates and I, however, and this is where I get to really have some fun in a dark, grim way for the rest of this podcast. Uh because we get to talk about malaria, which I will tell you right now is one of those topics that I have been wanting to talk about on this podcast since we started. I believe that. It is 
bonkers. Everything about malaria is bonkers. Um, malaria is, without a doubt, just, I cannot even understand what the world is. Uh, so I'm definitely going to do a science about this disease that kills around 750,000 people every single year. Uh, in addition to making a lot of other people very sick. So are, mm, 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 are, are you going to consider the malaria itself a creature? That is a good question because, as you point out, malaria comes from the parasite. Uh, but without the mosquito, it wouldn't get into people. So it's the mos- I think it, it's the mosquito it's, that really kills it. It's a package deal. Yeah, it's a package deal. <laughs> if you can't handle me at my not biting you, you don't deserve me at my malaria parasite. I don't know. <laughs> Admirable attempt. Uh, uh, <laughs> basically, all the information that I'm going to throw at y'all in a little bit uh, comes from an episode of This Podcast Will Kill You, which is all about diseases, and two uh, young doctors are the hosts, so it's really delightful. Um, they also have episodes about a lot of the other things I talked about, schistosomiasis, rabies, dengue. So if you're at all interested in uh, diseases, it's they're way smarter than me, and Clint would love them because they're very profesh while still be entertaining in their uh, delivery. Unlike, unlike us. Unlike us. On purpose. That's part of our charm. Um, so the first thing that I want to go over uh, is, again, Jen, you're just like predicting every uh, bullet point that I have here. I mean, uh, you're kind of in my wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> your, uh, your bug house. The first question, how do the mosquitoes get the malaria into the people? Um, and feel free to jump in. But So malaria is a parasite, and there's two strains of the uh, malaria parasite, the falciparum and the vivax. And so the parasite gets into the mosquito's salivary glands, and then when the mosquito bites you, a person... I guess animals, but I don't know if animals can get malaria. I'm going to say no, because I haven't seen anything about that. Uh, But the parasite goes into, you know, through the salivary glands. That's how it gets out of, you know, the mosquito's mouth into you. And then it goes into the liver. Yeah, it goes into the liver, and it It, gets into the cells there. And it it makes babies. It makes babies, it loves it, and the babies get out into the cells, and they explode it. And explode is actually uh, a word from one of the doctors. And they get out of the cells in the liver. From the liver, they get into cells that are in the bloodstream. And (laughs) this is a bad science. I'm obviously struggling with this. This is, you know, the leg bone is connected to the... Yeah, yeah, and the cells. Once it gets down to a cellular level, I'm just like, whatever you say, I don't understand. Um, but the uh, the parasites get into the body's red blood cells, which is bad. You don't want to have problems with your blood cells. And they eat them all up, and then they explode the cell to look for other cells. Right? Yeah. Yes. Cool. It's a cycle. <laughs> it happens over and over. So... What happens to you when this is happening? Well, a week to 10 days or even a month 
can be up to 20 days after you've been bitten. Um, you will often have very bad back pain, uh, which I wrote is also called entering your 30s. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also, people also often get a headache. Um, you might get nauseated or throw up. Uh, kids can have seizures, which is really scary. Um, you're going to feel tired and achy and, you know, just generally like crap. So this could be all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah, a flu. Or a coronavirus. Cold. Yeah, COVID now. <laughs> Fucking everything is a symptom of coronavirus. I had a student who was like, hi, so I'm getting over COVID and I'm having real sensitivity to light because of it. Uh, so is it okay if I turn this in late? And I was like, what the fuck is this horseshit? And I Googled it and I'm like, oh, what do you know? Sensitivity to light is a symptom of COVID. Like everything. Anyway, COVID. Um, but the real signature of malaria, the disease we are actually here for, are these cycles, like mini cycles within this bigger cycle. So you'll get really, really, really cold and shivering, and then you'll get really hot and sweaty. Like wrap yourself in blankets, throw it off, wrap yourself in blankets, throw it off for like six hours. And then it goes away. So you're like, oh, I must have broke my fever, got rid of the flu or whatever. But then, like, two days later, it'll come back, and you'll go through this cycle again. Interestingly, uh, it's really hard to diagnose malaria because you have to do it by microscope. And you have to do it at the right time when the parasite is in your bloodstream. Because if it's just, like, kicking out in your liver and they do, like, a blood test, it won't show up. Isn't that weird? That Actually, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I of, mean, the, of the many things that we have talked about that don't make sense, that does make sense. <laughs> see, that to me is one of the things where I'm just like, what? why wouldn't they still be able to tell that it's there? But anyway. Uh, aside from the people that it kills... There are so many things about malaria that are weird and creepy and terrifying to me. Um, and I'm just going to run through a bunch of interesting facts ending with my favorite one. Uh, malaria has been around forever. Forever. Uh, it was probably a parasite of the dinosaurs. Fucking dinosaurs. Fuck. <laughs> well... <laughs> Something did. <laughs> uh, it has shaped basically all of human history. You know the word abracadabra? Yes. Yes. So in the year two, and I know that I say that as a joke, but this is literally from the year two, um, there is writing that's like you write the word abracadabra in a little triangle and you wear it on an amulet and that protects you against malaria. I actually had no idea that was the origin. I know, origin. isn't that crazy? That is the origin of abracadabra. Uh, malaria is found, there's been evidence of malaria found in mummies. Yep, that makes sense. Here, yeah. Uh, Pre-Columbus, the New World uh, had no malaria. So before the age of Europeans come into your neighborhood and fucking shit up, there wasn't malaria. And Europeans originally wanted to colonize Africa, but they couldn't because the malaria killed all the Europeans. But when they started exploring the New World, quote unquote, 
um, it worked the other way. So mosquitoes that, I don't know, got on ships or whatever, or had the blood of Europeans, it killed all the Native Americans and Indians. It's one of the diseases that sort of helped clear the land so that when Europeans came here, they were like, wow, this ground is really easy to farm. Yeah, because Indians have been farming it. Oh, my God. And that's actually one of the things that fueled the slave trade. So Europeans brought African slaves to repopulate their supply of workers because they tried to enslave the Indians and they died from malaria. Among other things. Among other things. Yeah. Among other things. But definitely malaria played a role. Uh, Quinine, interestingly, which cures malaria and is uh, originally in um, tonic water. You know the story of how a gin and tonic was invented, right? Did it have something to do with malaria? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, when the British were colonizing India, they needed to drink quinine um, because that would prevent the malaria, and the malaria was real bad, as we've gone over. And so they had to drink it, but it tasted really bad, and so they would put gin in it, and water to water it down and then limes are obviously around and so they'd throw that in because it tasted good and that's where we get gin and tonic you know i'm gonna pause and say again i really do hate victorians (laughs) i do too also tonic (laughs) water has a shit ton of sugar in it it's like quinine and sugar and quinine tastes bad so anyway but it, this is one of those things that is really what the fucking weird to me that doesn't make sense. Uh, quinine, which cures malaria, comes from a tree. That tree is native to the Andes. Interesting. Yeah, which is in South America, which had no malaria until humans brought it over. So huh. what the fuck? Isn't that weird? Don't you think the tree would be, like, in Africa where all the malaria is? That's so... That's pretty cool. Um, I, I I, just, I'm like, I don't know much more about it than that, uh, but if someone wants to explain how a tree that grew up halfway around the world from a disease can cure the disease, I would love to know. Well, what, what I, uh, what I wanted to say, um, you know, besides I hate Victorians, um, and I by no means... I'm a huge supporter of colonialism. Uh, But man, you know, what a time to live in a world where uh, any medicine that you take has a little bit of alcohol and or cocaine in it. (laughs) I mean, there is a little bit of like, is that why they were so weird? They were just tripping balls all the time. But not like the fun kind. Not, but, I mean, not only that, but, like, you could just get, like, opium all the time. Like, like you want to do some like, morphine? Yeah, I guess so. Right. Are you, do you have a headache? Here, do some laudanum. Like, they, like what happened? They were, well, I had a conversation with God, and we've decided that everything is Satanism, and we must fight it. Here's, this is why they were so terrible, is they're doing these things at any point at least half of Victorian society was hungover or coming down. And so they were just in a terrible mood. And they're like, you know what? That's it. 
everyone with red hair is illegal because you're pissing me off and I have a headache and you won't leave. So go to jail. Like, <laughs> uh, they're like, oh my God, I'm coming down from goddamn heroin. I'm so sick. No, no sex. Sex is wrong. Can't even think about it. I'm going to throw up. Ugh, kids, yeah. they're dirty and they make noise. Go send them to work. <laughs> We've cracked the case. <laughs> uh, Interestingly, speaking of Africa at some point in the past, um, again, this is something that I would encourage you to listen to. Uh, this podcast will kill you because they go into this in a lot more detail with a lot more accuracy. But there's this thing called the Duffy antigen, which is really interesting. So if quinine coming from a tree in the Andes is like, evolution doesn't work. This is a mistake. This is a really interesting, like, evolution in action. So starting around 5,000 years ago, um, people in Africa started showing signs of this Duffy antigen, which is like a weird mutation in your genes that does a thing. Um, <laughs> and the Duffy antigen protects against the Vivax parasite. Remember I said there were two kinds? And so, to this day, at least 90% of people who have African ancestry at some point still have this antigen. And it still protects against this particular strain. Interesting. Isn't, isn't that cool? And they also talk a little bit about this, and they have a whole episode on it as well. But there's a pretty compelling argument that sickle cell anemia is an adaptation to protect against the falciparum yeah, strain. Yeah, I... I, uh, I... I read about that, too. Uh, that's so cool. Yeah. So sickle cell anemia is um, classical uh, high school science biology here, but it's a, a recessive gene. So you have to have two copies of the gene in order to get the actual sickle cell anemia, which can make you quite sick. But if you only have one copy, then you don't get any symptoms. You're just a carrier. Uh, however, they so that's why they think that the one copy might protect you against the falciparum and here's a crazy thing one out of 14 people on earth have this adaptation wow that's that's a lot of people i know isn't that insane now speaking of a lot of people this is my favorite piece of trivia of all time this is the closer of this episode and some may even say the whole reason why this episode exists <laughs> when i learned this I could not stop thinking about it for days. I sometimes I still this is years later. I still sometimes just sit and this fact will pop into my brain and I'm just like, holy cow, this is real life. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Half of all humans who have ever lived from the beginning of humanity to where we are right now because I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Half of all of those humans. So try to think of all those thousands of years, probably more than thousands, all those years, all the timelines, all the Victorians, all the people before and after them. Fucking Victorians. Half of all the people who have ever lived have died of malaria. That's fucking bananas. <laughs> 108 billion people have lived in all time and malaria has killed about 54 billion people. Wow. That's so mind-boggling. Isn't that crazy? Also, I tried, I did a math. One math? There, 
108 billion people ever, right? Okay. Of all the people. And there are 7 billion people alive right now. So that means that 7%, like if all humans are 100%, 7% of them are alive right now. Isn't that crazy? Those numbers are too big for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I did 7 divided by 108 in Google. And then I was like, all those zeros cancel out. That's how math works. But yeah. <laughs> So that's horrifying um, and feels like a pretty interesting moment of history. And I didn't write about this, uh, but there are some really interesting um, efforts to end malaria. The podcast that I keep talking about, um, this podcast might kill you or this podcast will kill you. Um, (laughs) They talk a lot about um, there was a really strong eradication effort uh, after polio was eradicated. Um, They targeted malaria, and it just, the parasite and the mosquito evolved so quickly they could not keep up with it. Um, But the woman who won the Nobel Prize a couple years ago has a TED Talk about um, uh, mosquito netting. Because mosquitoes are nocturnal, and a fun fact, only the female mosquitoes bite you. Um, And so if you have mosquito netting over people's beds, you can prevent bites. Um, And she has a whole thing about how this is an interesting um, investment return bit. Um, But yeah, mosquito, the deadliest animal of all time for humans. Uh... I have, I have one question. Mm-hmm. How many times do you think you've been bitten over your course of life at this point? I mean, hundreds, easily, easily hundreds. <laughs> I'm wondering if it, like, let's say once a year, I let's say every summer I get 20 bites. That seems low because there's definitely been times, like, if I'm outside all day and I'm drunk and I'm not paying attention... You know, maybe I'll get more, but then, you know, there might be weeks where I'm not really outside a lot. So let's just say low ball, 20 mosquito bites a year. I'm 35. Well, I'm 34, but this is my 35th year. So uh, that's 700. So I would say easily a thousand. I wonder how many times on average a person gets bit before they contract something anything from a mosquito i mean i think it well one thing is that like you know some areas have higher rates of this disease than others right and like like zika is a really good example where it originated in south america but it didn't go very far north like all the zika mosquitoes got killed off but zika is also an interesting one where you could get zika and feel fine it's or you could get zika and get a little bit sick it's really dangerous if you are a pregnant woman Mm -hmm. right then it can cause a lot of birth defects for your kid but you know there's so many times we probably you know i remember when west nile was a big deal when we were in new mexico and it was like well like one in four cases of west nile virus are asymptomatic so i think we probably have had some sort of disease but we're probably we're in a region where we're not getting the really nasty ones and we're in a country that's pretty well developed and we're, you know, 
in a good spot in that tier. So, you know, if we did get something like West Nile, it's possible we got an asymptomatic one or, or one that didn't affect us that bad. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Hmm. Well, so. nature's always trying to kill you. <laughs> we learned that yep. earlier on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nature's always trying to kill you. And if you try to kill it back like a rattlesnake, it'll just get better at killing you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and on that one, good night and goodbye forever. Goodbye forever. All Things Terror is written, recorded, and produced by two amateurs, Jennifer and Emily. Our sound editor is Clint. Intro music is by Cosimo Fogg. Come chat with us on Twitter at All Things Terror or Instagram at All Things Terror Podcast. Ask nicely and we'll probably send you a really cute sticker. If you like this podcast, tell a friend or write a review. It really helps us and helps more people find us. Goodbye forever. <laughs>